welcome back to another episode of Jungle Talk, hosted by myself and Twinkle. Today we are joined by special guest Sebs, council member of Cybercongs. How are you doing? Hey, uh, yeah, good. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really yeah. looking forward to this. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, we normally start off with first ever hearing of crypto and then the journey to how you get to the position you're in. So I guess when you first heard of cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and then how you made it to Council of Cybercon. So if you just want to elaborate on that journey for us. Yo, that's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, sure. Let me think. I mean, obviously, you know, it'll it'll start with Bitcoin pretty much. Uh, I think in 2013 uh, was the first time I heard about Bitcoin. Um, I left it then. I mean, I was I was really just a kid then. <laughs> I left it uh, till about 2016. Got back into crypto then. Uh, then we had a massive uh, a massive crash at the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. I think it was, um, or it was end of 2017, beginning of 2018. That's when it was. Um, I lost 98 percent of my net worth in one month. Um, <laughs> it was a very hard lesson, <laughs> and uh, pretty much from 2018 up until 2020, every single month I put uh, I put 30 percent of my paycheck into Ethereum, um, and then yeah, and then I discovered Axie Infinity, and that kind of got me into uh, NFTs, and then obviously Ethereum started pumping again. So like this two years of accumulation period, like finally paid off. So I had some. Uh, had some liquidity for once, which was incredible. Um, I remember uh, at the time, like probably about like a year and a half ago, I was like, "Man, if I only had like ten thousand dollars in my bank account, I'd be like so happy," you know, or twenty thousand, I'd be like so happy. And it's it's just crazy how yeah, <laughs> just just looking back on that, I was like, "Damn." So, um, can I ask, like, what what why you changed the Ethereum instead of Bitcoin then? Ah, oh, because because Bitcoin broke my heart, man. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> what, what the, the first collapse got you? <laughs> the first, the first collapse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, and also at the time, I mean, my the whole thing was, you know, Ethereum was like eighty dollars or ninety dollars. Bitcoin was, you know, um, still in the one thousand. So my idea was like, well, you know, if Ethereum can get to where Bitcoin is, and if I'm accumulating eighty bucks, is like nothing, right? I can get way more Ethereum. You know, if like, if like once a month I could get like. I don't know, like uh, you know, two two to five Ethereum <laughs> for two year yeah. accumulation period. It's it's quite a it's quite a good deal, you know, versus uh, trying to get one whole Bitcoin at the time. It is funny how people do think in that that way, especially when they first get into crypto. Or like, it's not the market; it's the price, really. So the, the cheapest price, and you see it with yeah. Dogecoin and a lot of things. Where like, oh, if this gets the Bitcoins, uh, Bitcoin's sixty thousand or whatever it is. <laughs> It's as always. I mean, every everything is price driven uh, in the in the space. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was I'm very like intense with my research uh, on these kinds of things, and I was so sure I was like, you know, Ethereum's going to blow up. It's going to be more than three hundred dollars one day. You know, this is me like a year and a half ago. Like, I just better keep accumulating it and just keep getting into it. Um, yeah, and then I suppose. The segue from crypto into NFTs was I found out about Axie Infinity and it was like cool. I can play a game and earn a token and I can employ people to play this game for me as well. And I can take a small percentage each month, you know, and 
that was extremely lucrative for about uh, for about eight months for me. And yeah, I was just on OpenSea one day, um, scrolling through things that were recently listed. And um, one of the projects that came up were CyberKongs, but it was like um, the, you, you could only purchase them within two days. So I left it and I was like, all right, well, I'll check back on this in two days. Anyway, so four days passed. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I went back onto it and I just like, I went back and I just thought like, maybe I should just buy like one or two of these, you know, like. I don't know what they're going to be like. They look pretty cool. They they seem pretty cool. So let me let me just get one. So I ended up buying, I think, uh, six for um, for like point point zero six. You know, my gas was more expensive than <laughs> than my Genesis Kongs were. Uh, I remember, and then and then my girlfriend came up and she's like, oh, "Why don't you just why don't you just buy the whole floor of something? Like just get one trait and just." buy every single one of one trait. So I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So I ended up buying almost all the headbands, uh, Genesis Kongs. And at the time, I think it ended up costing me about like, I don't know, it was like $1,000 or something, which at the time was, you know, it was uh, 60% of my net worth, which was crazy. Um, yeah, and then jumped to the Discord and the rest has kind of been history from from then there. Yeah. Do you Do you thank her every day? For that suggestion to go buy the trait of the headband, you know, you know, I like, I, I almost, I almost didn't. I, you know, the the thing that is just like crazy is that I almost just didn't even buy one. You know, if it was yeah. today's market conditions, right? And uh, I'd left it for two days after it, like it was released. I would never have bought one. I would never have gotten one, right? Um, but it just it happened so quick because I remember the next day it was, uh, you know, Kongs were pumping. It was like one F. And I remember just thinking, like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna make like you know, like 10f. I'm gonna be so rich." <laughs> uh, looking back on it, it's just like, man, yeah. Uh, thank God everything was on a on a hardware wallet, you know. <laughs> how, how how did all that kind of translate into eventually like working for Cybercons? I mean, you purchased them on OpenSea, you joined the Discord, and then yeah. kind of like um, you become you become a council member. How how does that evolve? And then for people that don't know. What is your role on the council? Um, yeah, um, let me let me get into first <laughs> how how I got here. Um, so I mean, I think I, I started off as a mod. Uh, there were no mods at all in the server, and things just got so out of hand because Kongs blew up. You know, it was like three F floor. It was not manageable, and I think I woke up to this. Uh, I had gone to sleep, and the floor was. Uh, 0.1 woke up to about a 3th floor and I was all of a sudden assigned to be a mod and I was like oh okay <laughs> well that didn't uh, <laughs> that happened quick and then yeah it just kind of went you know I just kind of uh, offered my services at the time I was finishing studying a full stack development course a web development course and I was like yeah if you guys need help with anything let me know I can help you know I've I've worked with people for ten years of my life, so I know how I have, you know, I know how to handle people and how to how to deal with people, especially clients. You know, front facing. Uh, I was in hospitality for ten years before that, so um, and yeah, what what I do is <laughs> I do a lot of everything. <laughs> um, I I helped build the uh, the viewer that you see on OpenSea. Um, I help with uh, website maintenance currently. Uh, obviously, help with strategic decisions internally. Um, 
at the moment. I'm helping more on the the partnership and marketing front. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of everywhere, wherever we we need them, we need um, help, or wherever I can see ah, uh, this is where where we need to really improve on, or where we need to push this. F- like fast or the do, do you, do you still have a a job in real life or are you devoted to web three now? Oh, I still have a job in real life. Do I oh, do really? anything? That's another question. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so um, I do, but it um, it finishes at the end of next month. Oh, yeah, that's actually very soon. At the end of next month, um, I already tried to quit in. December last year. I tried to quit in August last year. I tried to quit in July last year. But the, the, this is kind of the person I am. If I make a commitment to something, I'm going to make sure that I see it all the way through. Um, and this is just in terms of my current job. You know, I have commitments to clients, etc. Um, you know, it's it's only it's only two days a week, so it's not like a full time job. But um, this is why I agreed to kind of extend. My, my real life job, but at the end of next month, it's full time Web three uh, and more so full time Kongs. <laughs> so, how much does your work kind of in real life and from the hospitality sector translate to Web three and Cyber Kongs? Are there many overlaps, or has it been like a completely unique experience? Um, I think in terms of dealing with people, it's you know I, I think anyone working in retail, anyone working in hospitality, anyone working with um yeah just just you know people on a daily basis you know you, you learn how to how to navigate people and how to not escalate situations right so it's it's really helped in the sense you know that i can mediate things <laughs> a lot better and if someone comes at me emotionally or is you know has uh, you know like if someone is throwing shade at me or whatever you want to call it you know i i will very seldomly react emotionally towards that um, and that's definitely Hospo has helped a lot with that. But yeah, outside of people skills, I mean, I it's, it's a whole different ball game, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Subs, you you talked about earlier how you you're buying CyberCogs, and then at some point you had like ten ETH worth amount or or something along those lines. But uh, I'm curious to understand like why. Uh, after you hit those milestones and ETH price, why you stayed and stuck with Kongs then? Oh man, I, I, it's just like you know, if if you if you look back to this time last year, <laughs> no one, absolutely no one was doing the things that Kongs was doing, right? And it was everyone was just doing OpenSea storefront contracts. You know, it, it just wasn't you know anything out there that was exciting or new or change you know and it's that that's why i stuck with it because i was like what's being built here and the things that are going to happen and the things that are happening now are just incredible you know it was i mean i think it was when was it in uh in about april last year when we when we released the banana token and soon after that i was just like damn <laughs> like <laughs> working with some of the, the best people in the space you know, at the time, uh, it, was, it was just really an incredible experience for me. Also, uh, I just finished studying uh, my development course, so and I, I've always wanted to be in Web three. I was like, well, Kong's, Kong's is my in, and Kong's is probably one of the best internships that that, <laughs> that I'm ever gonna have. You know, best hands on experience I'm ever gonna have. You know, 
So, yeah, yeah, it's, and then obviously the community, you know, like that was what kind of um, drew me in and what, you know, as much as, well, the the technological side of things is what drew me in and the community is really what's made me stay over the last year. You know, I've, I've made connections with people in Discord that I've never met in my life before, but I'm like, you, some of these people are like the closest people that I know at the moment, you know, which is crazy. But uh, yeah, we we were just on that uh, Twitter space the other day, and you you could you could feel it. It, it. We were speaking online, but you can tell how strong everyone is in the community here, and and how we're all like brothers. I think it was Dekong said that like he literally feels like everyone's brothers and sisters here. So uh, I'm curious why you think that has developed in the Kongs community. How how did we get so close knit? And what what led to that? Oh, uh, you know, like there's there's no uh, how do I, how do I say this? Uh, <laughs> I had an analogy and it just there, there, there's no one one thing, completely but... disappeared out of my brain. No, yeah. so there you know there's it's it's in this sense it's the same thing as as hospitality, right? You know, working in a kitchen, you 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 go through so many states or mental states and states of being right so in a kitchen it's extremely high stress you you know you have these moments of high you have these low moments you have moments where it's you're extremely euphoric and then you're extremely depressed you know it's like yeah and, and that is the <laughs> nft space right and i think because so many people in the community have had this collective experience <laughs> together <laughs> in the community you know these are the kind of things that that bond people right so and and if anything, you know, being able to to go through these experiences with people who are not direct fam- family or you know you don't know these people in real life, I think that's it, it makes it even more of a bonding experience, you know, because if lost when when F crashed from four <laughs> k down to two k, everyone was feeling that emotional dread, right? And everyone knew yeah. everyone else was feeling it. It's like you know you're in this together, and that really solidifies uh, bonds, you know. Yeah, that's that's a great point because I can't go speak to my high school friends and have them understand the stress and pressure sometimes that you, you feel yeah, exactly. in the NFT and crypto space. But uh, definitely form some strong friendships here. And I, actually, another question that follows that is: Do you think that uh, some of these new projects that are launching, and I, I won't name any names, but that launch straight off a hype, do they kind of miss out on some of that organic? bonding and and the group or do you or do you, like when you first start the discord and everyone's building those relationships do you think they they might miss out on that at all or um i i mean i i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've, I've never i've never built i've never built a project where it's where that's what it's been right i've never had this straight off the bats hype from day one kind of project it's always been hard work and then project but with with that said i mean i've seen a lot of these a lot of these projects where they are coming off you know um hype cycle or they're just being hyped and you know the community does stick or the the community goes to form other communities you know it's it's i think yeah yeah maybe (laughs) even like the market conditions to, to rephrase that we're Maybe Kong's got an advantage because when they started, there was no expectation really of what it is today. It was more just an organic kind of 
growth and community. So, yeah, that's that's true, and that's I yeah, it's, I think that's something that people don't take into consideration actually when new projects are launching is that there's so much expectation now. I mean, we feel it internally, right? Uh, as the council, we we feel this like this pressure to to deliver even more so, right? <laughs> uh, and to and to keep up with <clears throat> what's happening in the space and what's what's happening all around. So I can just imagine, you know, it's and we are we are somewhat established. I mean, we are established, you know, um, already. And so I can just imagine how it feels for new projects <laughs> coming out and having to hit those hit that delivery right. But yeah, I, I mean, I, a lot of these projects, I really hope they do succeed. Uh, I don't want anything bad. <laughs> for any of these kind of projects, but like realistically, um, it's I, I think it's extremely risky to be betting on projects that don't have a track record or haven't delivered anything. Or you you know the, these are the the kind of things you know. Personally, maybe maybe I'm a boomer <laughs> in that regard. But yeah, I mean, if you if you have the willpower to get in and to get out as quick as possible, then do it. But if if you're here for another five years, ten years, you know you don't know what the space is going to look like then. So you want to be backing kind of projects that that have a long term vision, right? So, Sebs, I mean, the council has an extensive background of like making good decisions and um, creating like influential innovations on the space. But like, how how does the decision making process work within the council? Is it like one person suggests an idea? And then, like, you conclusively agree on the proposal, or is it kind of just like a brainstorming session until you've realised it based on market sentiment? But like, what's the overall process? Like, for example, with Play and Collect, how how did that originate, and then how did it come to fruition? Like, how does it work with um within the Council of Kongs? Yeah. Um. So I think I mean the way it works, you know, the initial idea is brought forward, um, and then iterated upon. You know, everyone gives their input. You know, we, I mean, with Play and Collect. Um, I think what happened was Coco actually came came to all with this idea, like, can we do this? You know, before coming to coming to the council with it, and then it was just, yeah, I, I mean, it kind of just happened overnight. Woke up the one day and it's like, guys, we're gonna do this crazy thing. <laughs> it's gonna be completely unchained, and I was just thinking, like, oh my god, <laughs> the fucking work, <laughs> the fucking work involved. But uh, did, did did you think it was a risk at the time? Like were you um, hesitant oh, towards like, how successful it could be? No, it seemed like um, I've I can if I can be completely honest, I am I have one hundred percent faith in almost every single decision or idea that is brought forward um, internally. You know, there because I I think a majority of the ideas that are happening are brilliant, and you know even the ones that sometimes aren't they get molded. To be these ideas that you know that become extremely incredible, right? Um, but playing collect, I mean, yeah, like that was it was a massive undertaking, um, and like I, I props one hundred percent to everyone who worked so so hard on that because the turnaround time I think it was December when we when the idea was hatched November December. Um, and then, yeah, it was when end of, end of Feb, uh, beginning of March when it was out. So it was, you know, it was always supposed to be this thing where it's like, this is the basis for what's still to come, right? 
because we can go into hiding for a year and we can build absolutely everything we want to build, but <laughs> that's not realistic. So, um, I mean, it's not realistic with the current market sentiment, right? But um, yeah, I mean, so so as as playing collectors now, it really is a it really is a basis for what's to come, which makes me really excited. Was there when? Sorry, I was just going to ask okay. when when playing collect was originated, and that was the avenue um, Kongs wanted to go down. Just, just, just why, why playing collect? Why that kind of avenue? Why the gaming aspect of, of blockchain? Um, we, you know, we one hundred percent is we're we're always, 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 always trying to drive so much value to to the, the assets in an organic way, in a way that is sustainable. Um, and you know, at the time, it was really the success of Vox was hanging on the sandbox, <laughs> you know, and to to have it on, you know, as as something that relied on the sandbox, you know, is a major risk from our side. Um, you, because I mean, we have no control. We have no control over sandbox. We have no control over um, their success. And for us to put our success on that, it just didn't. That's not sustainable. Um, not saying anything, but I'm saying, you know, in case of anything, you always want to make sure that <clears throat> we we can stand alone, right? So, the, what what Plain Collect enabled us to do was to make sure that Fox have their own path and they're not reliant on anything. And the same with Babies, that they're not reliant on any outside factors, any outside projects, you know. Because we can keep building, playing, collect for the next five to ten years. We can build it for twenty years, and it will always have the integration in the cybercoms community. So, as much as it was a risk, I, I think it it was a well calculated risk that's that's paid off more or less, or is starting to pay off. Is that also one of the reasons why it just came out uh, this past week that uh, Kong's Tank is coming back, which? Has what is it? Two two different size uh, funds: the major and the minor. Where you get fifty ETH for the major, and then twenty ETH for the minors uh, if if you meet the requirements. So uh, that's that's a big uh, sum of money there. And uh, is that also a reason why? So they can help uh, develop and not be so reliant on other outside uh, uh, forces like sandbox. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Um, I, I think the the most important thing with uh, with Kong's tank, um, and, and let me just just the idea of it coming back is we really want to enable the community and reward people who are building Kongs. Right, the first Kong's tank was we're going to you know help bootstrap projects or kickstart projects, but this one we really want to make sure that the value is one hundred percent seen in Kongs. So, yeah, that's why the, the rewards are pretty big because can, I mean, we yeah. have big expectations. <laughs> can it be? Is this, does it have to be inside the Kongs community, or can someone outside? Uh, oh yeah, so so any anyone can submit as long as they're building on the the requirements, right? You know, for yeah. example, the VX has to be used. For example, um, obviously, even better if you're utilizing every part of the ecosystem, and and I think it's it's really important. Um, and I think it's where we made a few mistakes on the first one um, was not make well was not making sure that it was 
majority Kongs kind of driven, if if you know what I mean. Yeah, because uh, yeah, a few of the projects it, they integrated Kongs, but it was also some other communities, which uh, yeah, you, you know, it still works out and it's still supportive. But I, I can definitely no, see more more of the sole focus on Kongs on this this Kongs tank. Sebs, just just tracking back to play and collect. I mean, personally, I really like it. The community has received it well, and there's multiple parameters of reflection on how successful something's been. But if you look at the price of Kongs, and you can take external parameters like macroeconomics and market sentiment, but why do you think the price has kind of decreased based on the release of Play and Collect? Do you think, there's, do you think it's because of Play and Collect, or do you think it's due to wider macro reasons? I think, uh, yeah, I don't think the price has dropped because of Play and Collect, per se. Um, actually, yeah, I don't think the price has dropped at all due to play and collect. I really think that it's, it's just the current market conditions and just where we are right now. For example, everyone is only focused at the moment on you know making money, whereas a year ago, the the meta, I guess, or the market sentiment was innovation, technology, you know, projects pushing the space, and this year it's it's moved more onto. Yeah, marketing, floor prices, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think we've, we've acknowledged that. Um, and we've begun kind of putting in, in play the things that we need to make sure that we're not left behind by the current sentiment. Because I mean, it's not really something you can predict. So do you, do you think it's a shame and kind of a detriment to the space, the current sentiment? I mean, utility is basically only perceived as anything that can increase the floor price, not in terms of actual utility. Do you think that's going to be a detriment to the space long term? Or do you think that's something <laughs> where projects can actually flourish by providing something to be discovered at a later date? I think, yeah, I mean, look, I think it's extremely important to to have correct marketing. I think, you know, it's that's, this is clearly what the current market sentiment has shown us, you know. Um, but I think also you have to have substance, right? So, you know, people people can have these major kind of war chests, but, you know, if, if they're incapable of, of deploying, deploying the funds correctly or doing anything, I mean, for example, Kongs is built on, on less than $4 million, right? <laughs> so, I, you know, uh, I... I really hope it is not to the detriment of the space because if you see a major collapse across the board, it negatively affects everyone, right? So, yeah, I, I I think, you know, also at the moment we have so many new people coming in that are just, you know, completely euphoric about prices. It just, it really reminds me a lot of, <laughs> of 2017. Um, just just with, you know, the, the market sentiments and, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how how would your lessons from 2017 kind of translate to, I don't want to say the bubble, but kind of the euphoria and jubilation that everyone's experiencing now? I mean, um, is there a strategy that you take personally or that you would, you'd advise to people yeah, experiencing that euphoria right now? The, the, the greatest thing, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's like it's, it's the old saying where it's the market will be um, irrational for, for longer than you can stay solvent, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And it's it's so true because your your idea of what should be happening based off X, Y, and Z 
if the market doesn't agree with that, well, the market doesn't care. <laughs> so, so you need to make sure that, you know, and what I do is I always make sure I position myself in such a way that um, I have liquidity so that if we see a market collapse tomorrow, I'm not in that same space as I was in 2017 when I lost like 98% of my net worth, for example, right? Um, and yeah, the, the only thing to do because, you know, also I don't think people have really sat through at an NFT bear market, right? Where you have zero liquidity, zero sales for like weeks. Um, so I think when, if, if that starts to happen, then you, you'll probably see mass panic. And if you have assets that are, that are illiquid, then it's, it's gonna, yeah, it's really gonna affect you negatively. Like, from a mental point of view, not just a financial point of view, because it will always be this, I should have sold, I should have sold, I should have sold. And this this feeling of like, I should have sold, you know, it's, you need to sell when there's liquidity. <laughs> that That's that's what it is. You need to, yeah, this, this is this is the kind of sentiment that I that I carry. So it's worked for me thus far, you know. I, and maybe I played a bit safe. I, you know, I missed out on a lot of things. I could have been way richer than I, or made way more money than I made. But like, at the end of the day, man, it's like, I, I don't want to be a professional trader. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to be liquid, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I remember you saying at the start of this podcast that a lot of your portfolio was in Kongs, but over the past year and one month since Kongs launched, have you kind of diversified into other NFT projects? Like, are there any other projects you're bullish on aside from Kongs or have big holdings in? See, I did. <laughs> I did have big holdings. I had like I had huge holdings in a lot of the projects that um that pumped in uh September, October, November last year. Um but I exited because that was always my strategy. My strategy was always exit when you have liquidity or when the liquidity is there, take it because you don't know where it's gonna be, you know. For example, I was selling groupies um above 1.5 to 2f i was selling subducts you know at 4 5f and and i you know uh just just so many projects that i was i was so big into i just ended up closing positions and maybe i'm biased but i came back and i ended up buying about 45 boxes <laughs> you know um when when they were sitting at uh, 2 2f 2 to 3f but that's yeah it's my conviction you know i think if you can't hold the asset that you know, you're, you're pushing and there, there's no point in you trying to continue developing it. You know, you need to show conviction in, in your own projects. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. But, I mean, I mean, you, you have, you have so much conviction in Kongs, but what do you kind of see for the long-term vision, um, going forward? Like where do you, what do you think the possibilities are for Kongs? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> in an ideal world. <laughs> um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm extremely, I think I'm extremely realistic with what we need to do to continue improving. You know, I can 100% see where we need to improve on. We've already started improving in these, in these areas. Um, so yeah, I mean, just if I think medium, short term, medium term, long term, uh, in the short term, make sure we, we hit up that that marketing side of things, get that down. You know, we've already taken the actions. We've already, I mean, we, we have um, like such a great community initiative now as well to assist that side. 
So I think we're we're pretty we're going to be pretty secure in that in the short term to medium term. Medium term as well, you know, continued development on play and collect with a whole bunch of additional things. Uh, I put proposals forward to the council <laughs> in this in this last week, um, which I really am pushing for because I think they could just take play and collect to like the next level. Um, also, you know, we're we're working on some cool merchandise as well. So that's that's really cool for the medium term. Uh, and yeah, long term is I I think, you know, for me personally, I really want to see Kongs, you know, become this thing that is truly decentralized and that's truly web three, you know, that you know, you have communities doing the marketing, you have parts of the community developing, you have parts and everyone in the community is involved in kind of bettering Kongs, right? And I'm not saying that as a you know, like way to cop out or anything, but my true vision or my true vision, <laughs> at least for Kongs, and I think it's the sentiment for for a lot of the, the guys internally is that, you know, we want Kongs to be as true to Web3 and as true to decentralization as possible, you know? So that's, you know, that's why we, we do things differently and we take a different approach to certain things is because we have this long-term vision where we, we really want it to be, you know, something that is, like I said, as true to, as true to Web3 and as true to decentralization as possible, you know? So yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we see with the community initiative to take on some more of the content creation, mark some of the marketing efforts. But like, how do you see that long term? Do you see possibly some of the community members building on top of the Kongs ecosystem, where maybe they end up somehow generating some source of revenue? It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but a sustainable revenue source where they're essentially arm of the Kongs in a decentralized way. Is, is that how you kind of picture it? I'm, I'm curious how you ultimately see this decentralization in, in the end game. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a good question. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely I mean, fluid because every day is different. But Yeah, yeah um, I mean, again, I, I, can't, I can't see what decentralization will look like in the next two to three years uh, or or the ideas or the technologies that will be out to to aid in that um, but yeah I can imagine one 100 percent completely you know ev- it's it's almost it's almost like a, a way that I suppose you know a, a tribe can work right you you have everyone doing their part for the betterment or to to, to better. The, the tribe. Um, this is this is really. I mean, that's a very you know basic way of thinking about it. But I think with true decentralization, that's really what it is. Is that if you have people who are wanting to commit to it, wanting to make it better, you know, wanting to to have something, you know, to show something and to to say, "Ha, huh, I helped build that." You know, that that is. I mean, very idealistic. Uh, <laughs> but I I think that is like decentralization in its in its truest form you know there ideally there's no you know central head of anything it's it's just really you know completely community run so yeah and i've and i've seen that and i've even put it on my twitter before like before we had that community initiative to help out like it, it's fun in the comics community but there's something different with actually helping build and feeling a part of that team where 
you everyone believes in the brand. We believe what the vision is, and you're just, you're just building. And I'll work my Web two job, and then after work, I'll go spend some time with uh, the comics building. It's just it's way more fun. It's and it, no one gets paid. We just all have fun doing it. So yeah, it's I, I mean you know and like yeah. I, for me personally, I'm so grateful. <laughs> I love, I love the, the community initiative that's happening with the uh, Konglubinati. And I love, you know, the, the Kongs Fight Club and just how much love and how much effort has been put into that, you know. I mean, like, I, I think it's incredible because, I mean, you know, there's only so much people can do, right? So if you, you know, you have this work um, being outsourced or you have, people who are as passionate as you know you are working on it it's it's just really like something incredible so yeah (laughs) i i I hope to see more and you know that's that's really why we're we're pushing this kongstang for playing collect you know because we want people to you know obviously money is a great motivator but we really want people to like to push (laughs) and to to develop play and collect and to do things you know um i mean like for example, Upper with this bot, like it is amazing, incredible, right? I mean, Upper is—he's not part of the council or internal team. He's just a crazy developer, right? Who I lo- I love working with because he's just so passionate, right? Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. <laughs> so Sebs, you um you touched on marketing earlier, and I mean there's very obvious comparisons um, or other projects in the space that have pushed marketing pretty hard, whether it's celebrity endorsement mm-hmm. or things in the Web2 world. Do you, do you think that Kongs have missed the boat by going for organic marketing? Because it's, it's one of the, I'm not going to say complaints from the community, but some, something that the community touch upon sometimes is like, oh, we want more marketing. Do you feel like a boat's been missed or do you feel like there's an opportunity there to, to utilize upon it now? No, I, I think I think we, you know, I think the space moved quicker in that regard than what we were expecting. Um, I think we could have one hundred percent. This is taking accountability now. I think I think we could have implemented a lot of things way sooner, but we are currently doing that now. You know, I'm. I really wish organic marketing. Uh, organic growth was the only way to go but it's not so and we have really this is like definitely something we've really highlighted um internally and we've obviously listened to the community and we listen to like almost every proposal um and yeah I, I think you know we get a general idea of where everyone's at because we want people to to know be proud of of being in kongs you know to make sure that their voices are heard right so and I think this is just an example of how how much we value the community and their inputs, you know, is we were like, yeah, you guys are right. We, we need to up our game on that, you know, and we we, we have, we've put a, a, quite a, a sizable budget towards that, you know, especially with the real life activations, with um, the merchandise coming up, the, the other things that I can't speak about that are coming up. But like, the, these are all the things that will be, I, I think once they fall into place, everyone will be like, damn, <laughs> you know. Is it is it kind of an arduous task marketing an NFT project though? Because you're taking like strategies and tactics from the Web two world in terms of like corporate branding and trying to implement it to a completely infant industry, or is it kind of you just trial and error and and, and see what happens and how you want to take the narrative of your brand going forward? Yeah, I I mean, I think for us, um, you know, we're we're gonna stay true to. 
to what Kongs are. We're we're not going to, you know, do the do the paid shield route, or we're not going to do the, you know, we, if if people are interested or if people are down with with getting into Kongs and they love Kongs and you know they happen to be famous as well, <laughs> then like that's great. Like that's really something we want to push. But um, yeah, in terms of doing, yeah, it's, it's different. Uh, absolutely. I think it, everything moves a lot faster. Um, but yeah, we've, you know, like, like I've said, I think in the discord, et cetera, you know, we, we reached out to, to where to, to, to professionals in the space who, who really understand, um, these flows and things a lot better, um, than us. And yeah, I, I'm hoping it, it'll be a good marriage, um, because it's generally people who are coming from a traditional sense of in marketing and we're going to, to try and fuse that with given you take a web three kind of take on it. Uh, so hope, yeah, <laughs> we're hoping that it kicks off and plays out, but yeah, that there's some, there's a lot of cool things planned. I, I don't want to say too much either. <laughs> Do you uh, think I'll, le- I'll leaked a lot, you know, on his podcast. So I feel like you have to leak, you have to leak one thing. So <laughs> I'll leak a lot on his podcast. <laughs> he leaked a few things. AKA the new collection would be, minted through play and collect and then some other hints um but yeah yeah it's fine don't worry about the leak yeah so, okay so, <laughs> Sebs, do, do you think that not having that war chest is a detriment or uh kind of like hurting us in the long run or do you do you think we don't need that we can just keep building and and do it the way it's been been done Oh no! I, I think I think we need a war chest. <laughs> we need a we need to up our war chest one hundred percent. I'm extremely financially minded in the sense where I understand that <laughs> you know I'm not I'm not blind to the fact <laughs> that 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 is the thing. I think you know there, it has its setbacks. For example, you know we we can't drop two million dollars of marketing. For example, we can't. You know, hire devs at the cost price of, you know, five to 10 million a year, you know, for like an army of devs. But, um, I think with the, you know, we've proven with the, the little resources that we have, we're, we're very capable of producing an extremely well thought out, well coordinated, um, well run project. Um, and it really makes me believe that when the time comes, when we do do arrays, or, you know, fill up the war chest again to really push Kongs even further, that it really won't be something that's difficult to do. So, Seb, do, do you wish Kongs had kind of the budget that some of these other projects that have launched, um, like since post-November, had in terms of you've proved yourself, if, if, if anyone deserves the kind of um, funds that some projects have had, it's probably Kongs and the capabilities that some of the most intelligent minds, which which Kong's possessed could do with those funds or do you, or do you just like the challenge and like like working how it is at the moment I I like working smart not hard mm-hmm. <laughs> um and yeah I mean obviously if you know I I would love it for Kong's to have a war chest of you know 50 million 100 million right that's a that's a no brainer <laughs> um and it it's just yeah they're be so much you know more that could be done and yeah i i personally think that we need to push we need to push for that that race whatever however it may be um 
be it through a new collection or through VC or through etc. Um, yeah, but until that time, it has to make sense, right? For example, if we if we do a new collection or when we do a new collection, it has to make sense to the ecosystem, right? Or or if we if we do funding with a VC, you know, this this has to be a VC that aligns with our vision, you know. Otherwise, it's what what's the use, right? I, th- I think we're we're a bit stubborn in that in that sense, not in a bad way, but um, we've we've kept the same ethos from day one, uh, and I don't think that's ever going to change. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, we're just going to make it better, and we're just going to keep boosting it with you know the additional marketing, the additional you know innovations that are coming out, all these other things that we have planned. So, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, one thing I've noticed is that. The in real life activation of Kongs through events, whether it's NFT LA, NFT NYC. I know you're speaking at Metams. I mean, how, how important is having an in real life presence um, from Web3, Web3 kind of translated to the real, uh, real world and representing the Kongs brand there? Oh, that's that's a question for inverted. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the from what I saw, that the party in LA looked incredible. You know, like such such props to everyone involved um, for setting that up, and I think just just all the activations. You know, um, I was having a chat with Henry the other day, and he's like, "Have you been to a Kong's activation in real life yet?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't. Obviously, I'm in Europe, right? Like, I haven't." <laughs> so he's like, "Man, it's like cha- it changes the way you look at Kong's completely. It's like a whole other experience. Like, it's definitely something like every Kong's holder has to do." And you know, Henry's super enthusiastic when he speaks. So I can just imagine him in real life, right? <laughs> but but yeah, it's just apparently yeah, whole whole different energy, whole different side, you know, and just a whole different thing. Because I think then you really do feel like you know you're part of a community when you go there and you meet. People that you you speak to on Discord, you know, maybe twenty hours to thirty hours a week minimum. You know, you meet them in real life, right? I mean, just yeah, it's it's so important. <laughs> it's 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 so important, especially for the community, right? And there's there's a lot of emphasis uh, on 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 our real life events. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for for Amsterdam event because yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be so cool. I have, I have so many cool ideas for that. <laughs> but, will you be at NFT NYC? I will be at NFT NYC one week later. <laughs> uh, one week later? Yeah. So Met Amsterdam is from the 14th till the 17th of June. And uh, okay. NFT NYC is the next week. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you'll be there for the the events, but yeah, it's a week after. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be two weeks of uh, Kong's. IRL, I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> so, so you're in the Netherlands. Is has NFTs and uh, crypto caught on over there? Is it? It's it's slowly, but the the thing that I love about the Netherlands and Amsterdam in particular is the the approach to NFTs. Right, whenever I've gone to an event here or. Whenever I've gone to a conference, you know there there are not many uh, here. Uh, I think I think Met Met uh, Amsterdam is uh, the first one. So that's that's quite exciting <laughs> that we're we're headlining speakers there. But um, yeah, with with all of these things, it's it's all from an approach that is 
what is the innovation? What is your project doing that's pushing the space? You know, because Amsterdam is pretty much in the last few years become this like tech hub. It's it's insane how much it's grown. Um, and just how many cool startups there are here that are really pushing, you know, the Web 2 space and even the Web 3 space. There, there's so many incredible projects uh, based here locally that <laughs> really just like, yeah, blow my mind. And they fly under the radar because they're 100%, you know, focused on the innovation, 100% focused on how do we drive the space, 100% focused on how do we make sure what we're doing is different. Right. And I, th- I think it's a complete different mindset, you know, and I haven't been to North America, but I, th- I really think it is a complete different mindset to to the space in North America right now. So I, I think, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't been, so I, I guess I will see. But that's, that's how it feels. I feel like a majority of the NFT spaces is North American based right now. Yeah, that's definitely how, how it feels, but it definitely seems like it's uh, spreading all over. Yeah. And the more and more you, you hear it, and some of your family, fr- uh, friends, and members are are bringing it up, and then you know, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's that's one of the signs of the top. But honestly, <laughs> honestly we haven't gotten it yet, and who knows when yeah. that will happen. Um, but yeah, uh, Sebs, are you, are you optimistic? Well, sorry, I was just going to say, are you optimistic or pessimistic um, for the future of NFTs, kind of in the short run, based on price action? Obviously, I assume you're very optimistic based on working <laughs> and building within Web3. But how do you think, kind of like, because Nate was on the podcast last week, and he kind of spoke about the current sentiment of NFTs and potential for a lot of projects potentially failing or not making it. I mean, uh, what, what's your kind of general take on, on it going forward? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, it's again, you know, it goes back to this thing, projects with strong communities that have strong substance, that's what's going to outlast, right? Because we can't be in this bull market, this like insane price action forever, you know? <laughs> it, it, like I, I took I took a day off yesterday because I had to like recalibrate uh, my brain. But, you know, it's it's not gonna you know it's it's not sustainable um you have new people coming in new people aren't going to be dropping a thousand dollars for an nft right no, not the majority of new people at least um they have better avenues they can buy a thousand dollars of doge they could buy a thousand dollars worth of you know ethereum right and that will feel safer to them because when it pumps they can sell off a little bit they can make a profit you know so for for the small person coming into the space, you know, and I think a lot of people in NFTs tend to forget that 0.5 F is a lot of money for like 90% of the world, if not 99% of the world. So for mass adoption, we're, we're not even close to that. And, you know, with mass currently, that's, um, you know, it's a small amount of people in comparison to the rest of the world, right? I'm not saying it's not a money-making opportunity now because it is. Um, but when you start getting those, you know, when it starts getting more diluted, when you have more people coming in, it's. I, I really think that there, there has to be something, you know, that kind of like breaks the camel's back. Just, just we need like this bear market, you know, before anything else happens. Just to just to bring fresh people in because at the time, you know, I'm obviously I'm very pessimistic. I'm pessimistic. Sorry. Uh, I'm very, you know, optimistic on 
on the future of NFTs, you know, especially the technological side, especially the projects, like I said, again, with substance. But yeah, I mean, everything, you know, if we see a major bear market, everything's price is going to suffer. But yeah, what's going to really set the bar and really change things is those projects that keep building regardless of of that, you know, when the hype is gone, who's going to carry on building? And and these are these are the way people need to really pick their long term plays. I I believe personally, you know, it might make it might take you longer to make money, but I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not watching the price of things every single day. So that's just my my take on things personally. Yeah, I think that that's part of the comfort of being cybercogs and knowing your community is going to actively build even in even in that bear market time. But uh, one of the before we wrap this up, as we're, we're approaching, I think about an hour or so, uh, I wanted to ask a lighthearted question. It might be even selfish because not many people might know this, but you and Penny Bags have some history, <laughs> and, I, and I'm very curious because you guys have had this kind of banter that I haven't seen in the space. Uh, can you give some history <laughs> on how you and Penny Bags came to just your friendship? Uh. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I guess we just <laughs> we just started going at each other. It was just totally, <laughs> totally random. I don't even know how it started. To be completely honest, um, the crazy thing is, like, you know, Penny, like, we we haven't, like, I mean, we're both extremely busy. You know, he's got projects he's working on. I'm working on Kongs. Like, we we speak now and then, but like. <laughs> Oh man, I, it's one of the people that like I have so much trust for in the space, you know, and someone I've never even met. Um, like he asked me to lend me, he asked to lend money for me the other day, and it was just just so crazy to me thinking like, yeah, I was I was fine to do it, like no questions asked, you know, yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> complete trust, and I and, you know I never doubted it, um, you know, and it's, it's yeah, it's, it's really cool because this is the thing about NFTs, and this is what I love about it, is that you meet people in the space that are just you know, so genuine and they're just like, <laughs> they're totally anonymous. You know, they, yeah. they could just rug and like, you know, go, go off and do their thing. And like, yeah, it's, I've, I've met a lot of people like that, you know, especially obviously through Kongs, but even, even in other communities, right? Like, I, I think there are, you know, just, just going back to the point of like, which communities are continuously building regardless of the hype or regardless of their floor price. There are so many, like Kongs definitely is one, but you know, I, I think it's worth noting that there are so many other communities out there that continue to build regardless of what's happening on their flow price, right? And I'm not going to shill other communities or my bags or anything like that, but there there really is some, some really cool, cool other communities out there. And I'd like really, my goal one day would be just like, like you know, get all the communities, just like combine them. All these ones that are just building continuously, regardless of the floor price, regardless of you know the price action, regardless of market sentiment. You know, they're staying true to their vision and they're just continuing building. Like yeah. that, that would be that would be incredible. You know, you put a bunch of like minded people like that together, and like you could really like change a lot of things. You know, not just in NFTs, but just in the world. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about groupies earlier, and I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to Jan and his team over there. It's it's very organic and very um, Web three, I think, and they're they're doing a great job building over there. So I'll give them a quick shout out. Um, but uh, heading to the rapid fire segment, we just like to ask some uh, short questions, get to know you a little bit better. And uh, yeah, the sure. first one is, uh, what's your favorite 
CyberKong's NFT. It could be any collection. What's my favorite CyberKong's NFT? That you, per- you personally don't own. That I don't own. Yeah, you're not allowed it's, to own it. It's actually, um, I don't know exactly which one it is. It's uh, the Raiden Fox that's um, that, uh, decadent from uh, DistoPunks owns, the founder of DistoPunks. He oh, sniped yeah. it from me. He sniped it from me two seconds before I was going to buy it. That's my favorite fucking box. Yeah. Like, it's so nice. Uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely just, he even renamed Drayden. Um, it's, it's, and it's just, it's really just a trodden skin box, but it's just, it's so clean. And when I was developing the viewer, it was the, um, the one box that I always did tests on for the, um, the, the dark fur and for the emissive glow. So it's like, it's got really got like a personal connection, but I don't own it. So, so you, you fell in love with it and someone else has oh, it. <laughs> incredible. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Story of my life, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next question is what is, who's your favorite follow on Twitter? My favorite follow. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I have a few. I mean, I'm going to obviously say penny bags because he just shit posts all day. <laughs> he doesn't um, like he doesn't like quack I think it is or avocados yeah so. he doesn't like avocados now apparently I don't know He's, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to get penny bags we're going to have to get him on the podcast and ask, <laughs> ask him about that <laughs> um, yeah I mean yeah, like I said I, I have a lot I've, I've followed a lot of people recently uh, to kind of recalibrate you know I always like changing my perception of uh, the space and I think who you follow can really change your perception of the NFT space yeah. so and uh, okay, next question is number one lesson you've learned in the NFT slash crypto space. Liquidity doesn't last forever. Perfect. That's definitely <laughs> yes. that's the most important thing I've learned in the space. It doesn't last more than one day for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely true. If you it keep doesn't. it as if you keep it as ETH, <laughs> you, you always spend it. Exactly. Okay, and, f- and final question, your favorite emoji to use in Discord? Oh, have you seen that duck gun one? That like, uh, the duck holding the gun? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 kind of, I kind of go through phases. So it's the duck with the pistol and also the people scared one where his eyes are like going crazy. <laughs> and then for, for a while it was the cat you know, like the, the blushing cat. I think yeah. I, ov- I overused that so much in the CyberCongs Discord that one of the mods removed it. That's an emoji. (laughs) Do a leap, but Kongs will know that reference. (laughs) Pretty much. I got, yeah, it was like I was shadow banned because I was like trying to search for it and I was like, it's gone. I got it back though, but I don't use it as much. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, We've we've just hit the hour mark. So I just wanted to say thank you, Sebs. I mean, I like personally speaking, I know a lot of the Kongs think it too. Like very thankful for your kindness and everything you do for Kongs, and we appreciate you coming on the podcast. Also, I, I found it very insightful. It was interesting to see how the council works, and I'm interested to see what's to come in the future. Yeah, then also, yeah, thanks guys for having me. Yeah. And like, really, like, I <laughs> I cannot express how grateful I am for this community, and just you know, is you know everyone, you know, from people building to you know people tagging me and random things to like just yeah just everything you know i i think i'm I'm so grateful for it like (laughs) i can't even put into words right now so well thank you for all your work subs we we really appreciate it always guys (laughs) yeah try (laughs) thanks (laughs) so
Take care. Sorry.